You're listening to episode 157 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is visiting cities Paul journeyed to during his missionary journeys. You're listening to Christian Travelers Network, the podcast and platform where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I am so glad that you are here today because we're going to be taking a closer look at some of the cities Paul visited and how we can actually visit them too in modern day Turkey. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. In June, we are going to be launching an online platform allowing you to connect with other Christian travelers, share your stories, plan trips together, and more. We are so excited to have this available for you. But before we dive into that, I want to make sure that you sign up for our email list, hit that subscribe button, and follow us on social media. But without further ado, let's go ahead and take a little closer look at the story of Paul. If you don't remember the story of Paul, that's okay. I'm going to do a quick little recap for you. Paul, Paul's original name was Saul. He was a Roman Jew who knew the Old Testament inside and out. He practiced religiously with the Pharisees. He was a religious leader in many ways, and he was a strict holder of the rules. So when this group of Christians comes along and say that the Savior has come, that uh, they don't have to practice all the rules anymore, and that they can live a more grace-filled life, he really questioned it. In fact, so much so that he decided he was going to go, go on a killing spree. He murdered hundreds of countless of Christians in the name of God the Father, believing that these people were twisting the true scriptures. But one day on a road, he encountered the Lord, a bright shining light and a voice that boomed from the heavens. And God asked him why he was killing these Christian people. As a result, he got scales in his eyes and he couldn't see. And everyone with him could hear the voice, but they also didn't see where the voice was coming from, and the voice told him to go to a particular house and wait. So Saul had his men take him there, and he sat there for a couple of days. Meanwhile, the Lord was working on the heart of one of the prophets to come and put his hands on Saul um, and return his sight to him. That had to be such an incredibly terrifying thing. This man known for murdering so many Christians, and you're going to go up, restore his sight, and be the first Christian in his line of view. Well, the prophet goes, and the scales fall from Saul's eyes. His sight's restored, and so is his faith. He is suddenly a Christian, and now he is out preaching, and his name is changed to Paul, and he's out proclaiming God's word. And at first, the other Christians really doubt him. Like, are you just trying to, you know, wiggle your way into our circle so you can, I don't know, find more information, whatever. But over time, they come to realize that he is truly on fire for the Lord, and he actually ends up going on four different missionary journeys, 
where he travels around and starts over 12 different congregations. A large part of the New Testament is stories he writes to these different Christian churches, the one in Rome, the one in Corinth, the one in uh, Coloss or for the Colossians. Uh, And he writes all of these stories so that they can continue to be encouraged, but also held accountable for their ongoing growth. But he writes it from a story of relationship, having been there, having lived with them for a year or two as their church was planted, and then moving on as the Lord called. But in these journeys, there were a couple cities that he frequented. And so today we're going to look at what that looks like in modern day Turkey, how we can visit those cities today, and what some of the sites are that we can see. The truth is that Many of these cities are in ruins, and so we can see a lot of the historical significance of these places, not only from a biblical perspective, but also from the pagan cultures, the Romans that would have been in charge at the time, what that kind of dynamic would have looked like. So not only will we get to see some biblical places, but we'll also see just some things that would have been historically accurate for that time. So let's go ahead and take a look at the first destination. Now, almost every single one of Paul's missionary journeys started from Antioch. And actually, there were two different Antiochs that um, he would frequent, but this one was fairly close to Jerusalem, within a couple hundred miles, and it's now in southern Turkey. It's often called Antikeia um, in modern day. And But at the time that Paul would have been there, it was the center of Christianity. It was flourishing in this city. And if you go and visit it today, some of the things that you'll want to check out is the Church of St. Peter. It's carved into stone. It's one of the oldest Christian churches, kind of like a cave that they built. It's a hideaway because the first century Christians were truly persecuted. They truly were sought out. Even after Paul... um, quit murdering the Christians. The Romans pursued them. They didn't like the agendas, the forgiveness, the helping of others, the the love and the radical ways that Christians lived. And so they tried to put them out by sending them to be martyred. And well, as many know, when a group is willing to stick by their faith to the point of death, it draws a lot of attention. So, you know, the church kept growing for about 300 years, it was persecuted until about 300 AD when Constantine actually made Christianity one of the major religions. But I'm skipping ahead of myself. So the point is that these Christians had to kind of hide away so that they wouldn't be murdered. They'd found different ways to gather together, often in caves or in this case, as the Church of St. Peter, kind of a carved away area where hundreds of people could have gathered to worship and praise the Lord. And while you're there, you can also visit the Museum Hotel Antikea, which has some of the world's largest mosaics, some of which date back to this time period, talking about some of the cultural things that would have been normal at that time. Another one of the cities that Paul frequented was Iconium, now called Kanya. This was a city where he and Barnabas did a lot of preaching, and a lot of people got to see the miracles and wonders that the Holy Spirit can work through individuals. But there were always those who were skeptical. So 
they decided to put together this plot to stone Paul and Barnabas. Well, as a result, they found out the Lord gave them the news and they decided to flee. But if you go visit today, you can actually go see a couple different interesting things. One, and I apologize if I mispronounce these, is the Darren Cuckoo underground city, which was likely a refuge for the early Christians as well. It's built into caves, these whole like cities practically, that could have housed up to 70,000 different people in one area. So that's kind of interesting. Um, while you're there, you want to walk through the ruins of Iconium and do a little bit of sightseeing. And then, of course, uh, you can also see some of the other historical things, like the excavations of Catalhoyuk, a city that transitioned from nomad to settler. So you can see kind of this unique period where um, I don't know exactly what people lived there at this time, but would that this transition happen? But for instance, Abraham and all of his descendants who traveled in the wilderness for so long and then eventually got to settle in the promised land of Israel. While that is not is clearly not Turkey, that's the same kind of context that they're looking at here, where they're looking at what it took to take a nomad group of people to turn into a settled civilization. So that could be kind of interesting to look at. And then um, one of the groups that perform different turkey dances that you could go see in this area are the whirling dervishes. So you may want to check that out. From there, another city that Paul frequented was Traus. This is a port city and was often a point where he would take off to visit other areas of the world, Asia, etc., which we're not talking about in today's episode. But as it was a port city, it was important to many of his journeys. Here he met Lydia and spent some time with her, the seller of purple. Uh, he also had a vision to go see a man in Macedonia um, who was requesting his visit. So while he was dreaming, he had this vision which redirected his missionary journey across the waters. So it's kind of a unique place to see. Uh, you can see the port from kind of resembling what it would look like then as you see all the wooden boats lined up in the ports. And you can see the Alexandria Tros ruins um, along with some other ruins, I guess, that you can kind of walk through and explore. Another city that Paul frequented was Antioch of Pisidia, now known as Yalvac. This was the first church community that was in made of completely Gentile individuals instead of a mix of Jews and Gentiles or just Jewish communities turned Christian. This was the first city to be fully made of Gentile Christians, those who converted from a pagan belief to the Christian faith. So this is kind of a unique city, but within all of this, today you can see ruins from the Roman period. You can visit the Temple of Augustus and the Church of St. Paul, where it is believed that Paul first preached, it, um, and that was in this city. So while you're there, you can take some time to reflect on his words, open scripture, and see what his first sermon was really about. Uh, last and certainly not least, 
One of the cities that he frequented was Tarsus. This was actually the city where Paul was born. So if you're wanting to take a walk down memory lane, this might be a place to go check out. Um, one of the significant historical things, um, not necessarily related to Paul, that you can see though while you're there is Cleopatra's Gate. So those are five cities that Paul traveled to and you can go see in modern day Turkey. As you're walking that journey, though, I really encourage you to reflect on what Paul was saying to all of these churches, what he was encouraging them in, and how you can apply that to your own faith journey as well. And if you go on a trip, visit Turkey or any of the other historical places from the Bible, we'd love to hear your stories. Head to our website and send us a message there. Or if you're looking for an itinerary, or connections in some of these local places. We're currently working on putting together a full database and list of those individuals to make a connection with. You can find that on our online platform that is launching in June. So if you haven't signed up already, head to our website, get on our email list, and we will let you know as soon as it is live. But thank you so much for tuning in today, and until next time, safe travels and God bless.